And good morning from All Things SR Podcast. Good morning, world traveler, and how are you doing today? Good morning, Pammy. Thank you for asking. I am well. I am uh, back from Chicago and Penn State. I think you might remember last week I was at Penn State doing the podcast mm-hmm. for the annual mm-hmm. Blue White Weekend, which is a traditional football scrimmage, which is really an excuse for the alumni to go back. And um, <laughs> no, truthfully, they use that weekend as a big recruiting event for the football team. And from what I learned, many of the other groups invite students to campus um, to showcase what um, the university um, is about. So I actually, the blue mm-hmm. band, there was a, a blue band, uh, they had high schoolers um, in the stands playing along with the blue band members, which was very cool. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it was really, it turned out to be a, a surprisingly nice weekend. Um, still pretty warm and pretty hot. And uh, then I looked and learned that it was supposed to snow Sunday night in Chicago. <laughs> so, um, and Chicago <laughs> itself also went through the temperature swing as we did in most of us did in the Northeast of the U.S. Um, it was mm-hmm. in the 80s over the weekend, and then it dropped to the 30s and 40s. So it well, was pretty. One- um, it was pretty intense weather-wise. Yeah, I, I was. It- the news was on um, one morning this week, and, and I heard that um, <laughs> Penn State had snow. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> Remembering what it was like when we went to the concert where you had this blizzard on one side and the other side the sun's out and couldn't see anything. I know. So I know. it was That was like squalls. We were in the middle of snow uh-huh, squalls. Uh-huh. It was so crazy. But it wasn't that way at all at Penn State. I mean, I was in shorts. And my friends from Chicago, um, Abe and I have dear friends who live in Chicago, and they actually drove out to the game. So I road Mm -hmm. tripped with them back to Chicago for my work event. And there was a massive health information technology conference, healthcare conference in Chicago this week Mm -hmm. with about 36 or 37,000 people a massive event and I worked that event for one of my clients and was organizing tons of programming so it was you know it was really lovely to have this time with our friends um and then dig Mm -hmm. into a very very um action-packed non-stop uh week of work um with little blips of fun um but it was very cold it was very cold at the beginning of the week, and then it warmed up again. So I was wow. I was glad that I 
wrapped up and tucked in my my puffer vest my <laughs> um, to wear in case I needed because um, I definitely needed I wore lots of layers I mean that's the trip the name of the game right now um, mm-hmm. lots and lots of layers so that's all you can yes, do yes it is I'm curious are, is everybody are people in the chat I'm having trouble getting into the chat Yes, yes, we have Anna's here, uh, Black Lab Lady, Elena, five, Shell, five I'm seeing. Underwater Lily, you, and we're, we're all saying, you're all oh, saying good morning. I see it and, now, uh, I see it now. Uh, it, it, okay. It, it just had to reload for me for some reason. Good rainy morning, Anna said. Mm. The rain hasn't hit us yet, Anna. Uh, 67 degrees and 6.05 a.m. Clear skies, it should hit. 83 today, Shell saying, and that's out in Vegas. That sounds mm-hmm. nice. I don't think it's going to get that warm today here, but it's still just been, um, you know, we were fortunate, very fortunate, had a chance mm-hmm. to um, enjoy before I left Chicago. There's a great, and I'm going to recommend this if anybody ever goes there, the architecture um association has a wonderful boat tour um and they have lots of boat tours a river in chicago but you want to do the architecture tour mm-hmm. that is benefiting the nonprofit organization um so they have docents that give the tours and each docent has their own spin they, they hit some of the same highlights, but um, mm-hmm. it is really spectacular to see um, Chicago and all of the beautiful architecture there from the river. Really, really cool. Um, and that was a really nice way to spend my um, afternoon there before I caught my flight last night. Mm-hmm. So... I can imagine that. The, did did were you at, able to get on one of the boats for the river? Yeah, or this, uh, the architecture organization um, they have uh, and they've been running this tour. Um, they were saying the USA Today um, when one of their surveys this was ranked number one, the best boat tour in the world. You know, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so uh, it's called the. Um, First Lady, Chicago's First Lady is the boat. Um, and like I said, you want you want to do the, there's a lot of boat tours. You want to do the one that's for the Chicago Architecture Center to get the experience that I had. Because um, mm-hmm. it's a one and a half hours up and down all the pieces of the river. Um, and it's really, really well done. Um, yeah, wow. it was very cool. Um, and there's such a tapestry of history and architecture woven into it. But, um, yeah, really, really, obviously I'm raving about it because it was such a great experience. I also learned uh, the best tip about traveling. If you have to go to the airport, especially O'Hare, um, they, <coughs> the locals say you should catch the blue line train 
and it takes you directly mm-hmm. in and you're not snarled in traffic. And that was true. It was really easy to hop the train and it's probably 30 or 40 minutes and you're just straight in. It was very, very lovely. Oh, Ashley says, I can't oh, that's not bad. do boats because I get seasick learning about that going a boat on a boat in the Dominican Republic. Oh, so yeah, it, it's um, yeah, they get you know one of the things that I learned because I had an uncle who was in the navy and also had a boat, and what I learned is that you have to look at the horizon. Yes, keep your eye, keep your eye on the horizon, and and uh, be outside. Mm-hmm. Well, and I have to say, my that's what he told my me. My daughter has motion sickness, so she's always taking Dramamine, or they have the bracelets you can wear. Um. I'm sorry about that, Ashley. Though that's a terrible feeling. Yeah. Um, Elena is. says, "Sounds great, Leslie. If anyone is ever in Boston, be sure to do the duck boat tour. Same idea, different ones, historical, architecture, fun facts, etc. Crazy vehicles that go in and out of the Charles River. I've seen those duck boat well, tours. I know they have them in several different cities in the U.S. Um, I haven't been to that one though. I would like to try that." I haven't, yeah, I haven't been to Boston's. I did go to Washington's. They take you around the Potomac. Oh, that would be cool. And yeah. There's something and, cool uh, about it's, seeing it's the funny. city from the water. Um, it's really beautiful. Um, it's true. It's true. If you, And if you're ever in New York, the Circle Line is also very cool because it goes down the Hudson and around up the East River mm-hmm. and stuff. Well. But, um, <clears throat> oh, I just, I remember we had this, um, this one of the couple guys that we all used to hang out with when I lived in New York when I was single, and uh, he just he had a friend who had a friend who had a friend who who would charter the entire Circle Line boat for a night. Oh wow! And with every you know I did, and I forget what we paid. I mean it was like maybe ten twenty dollars twenty five at the mm-hmm. most. Where you would uh, you go down? <clears throat> you brought your own. They, they served beer and soda on the boat, and sometimes they would have a disc jockey. But you went down with what you wanted, you know, whether it was, um, you know, we used to make our own concoction of vodka and lemonade and put it in a jug. And, uh, you know, there were some people, they'd do their wine and their cheese and just sit and enjoy the surroundings. But going past Lower Manhattan at night when the Trade Towers were there and by the Statue of Liberty all lit up, it just, it, it's just, uh, it, it always, mm. it was always great. And yes, the app apparently had an update on the phones. So they, you know, you can't chat ahead of time. And uh, I, I haven't been on it, so I, I can't tell you much more than that. But everybody had to download it this morning, so. <laughs> but then when we did the duck tour of the Potomac, one of the things they did, was it was uh, when, I, the, when we took it, it was also the time of the cherry blossoms. And they drove around the streets in, in this crazy, <laughs> crazy automobile. <laughs> they, used to, they used to have them, they used to have them in Philadelphia on the Delaware but they had an issue with um, uh, one of the, I think, a barge. 
Mm-hmm. And it, it, it killed a lot of people. Uh, well, uh, I mean... There, uh, somehow the duck boat got underneath it or something. That's happened... I mean, that does t- happen. At, there does, you know, every... T- there is always room mm-hmm. for accidents. So I always encourage people to really do pay attention when they do the safety talk. Um, know where mm-hmm. the life jackets are. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just so you can be safe. But... Uh, Anna made a good point. She said the river boat might not be as bad. Um, she said, I don't recommend the three-hour whale watching, though, because you need a scopalamine patch right behind the left ear. Um, yeah, if you're going out on the open sea, that can get pretty rocking and rolling. Um, so Ashley, and a small boat. A Ashley, smaller boat, yeah. a, a river boat... Um, might be something you might be able to handle without getting sick. Um, Shell notes that when she was little, they went on the Ticonderoga riverboat up in Lake George in upstate New York. And I bet that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And that was probably good. And Anna notes, of course, the, you know, the river city itself, right? Three River Stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, Pittsburgh has a lot of river tours. The Gateway Clipper Fleet, the Ducky Tours stopped, mm-hmm. but they were fun. Um, so yeah, I, I have not seen Pittsburgh by boat. I think that would be really beautiful. Um, I, I really, I just love the, I I love being on water. And another, another tip I would offer, and Pam and I did this in Baltimore, is you don't even have to take Mm -hmm. a tour if they have any water taxis and they're usually a lot cheaper. You can just (laughs) ride the water taxi, um, you don't have the tour mm-hmm. guide part, but it's still a nice way to enjoy being on the water and not paying a ton for the tour. So that's, that's true. That's, that's, that's one true. of my. That's also a go-to thing that I like to do. Um, and it will take you to Fort McHenry, which I'd never that been was to. That was really and and Baltimore has a, their their ferry system is really good. They have many stops along the waterfront of the harbor. Fort mm-hmm. McHenry is mm-hmm. one of them, um, you know, where the Star Spangled Banner was penned. Um, oh, say, can you see by the dawn's <laughs> early light? <laughs> it's really pretty. Um, so, yeah, highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure uh, Julia and Gabriel would go on something a little more um, upscale. Um, they they oh, would sure. definitely, I, I believe they would do the architecture tour in Chicago. I'm pretty sure that's Probably. their speed. I, 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 I could see them doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe not so much the duck, but... Yeah. Uh, not the duck. <laughs> the professor would would just say no to the duck, I think. But the... Um, Although, well, you know, but, it, but it's fun. I mean, you know, it's funny because I was talking to Phil about this a while ago, and he says, oh, yeah, they used the duck when I was in uh, France during World War II. Uh, yeah, it's, actually, I think that was one of the... Uh, innovations right for world war ii that type of uh vehicle so Mm -hmm. um yeah it's funny how that's evolved into Mm -hmm. fun tourism as opposed to you know a people mover for troops um a no canoe ride for gabriel and julia betty says (laughs) i think they would do that too betty but the reason why I thought that I think the canoe, uh, <laughs> go ahead. I think the canoe would have a different 
one of the things that you know you're Canadian is if uh, you can canoe. <laughs> and, and an intimate canoe ride. <laughs> um, little romantic getaway. Anna says G would rent the boat yes. for a private dinner tour and an extracurricular. Yes. Anna. I'm sure. Yes. And actually, that's what he would do. They may have a pri- they may have a docent on the of uh, the lady um, for the Chicago Architecture Center who could educate them, and then they would stop and drop mm-hmm. that person off and continue uh, for the evening. I could totally see that. And all the proceeds go to the nonprofit that runs the Architecture Center, so they do a lot of education mm-hmm. um, for people of all ages so that's the other reason why I like to go on that one it's it's a little pricey but it is a good um it's a great donation that helps a lot of people learn Mm -hmm. um so yeah I think that's exactly right Anna he would rent that boat he would throw some money towards that and Mm -hmm. uh, that would be fine and Shell's saying that canoes are not good for canoodling (laughs) That's debatable. <laughs> Betty says, I once saw a big canoe at a museum. It reminded me of the boss. <laughs> well, well, they have, if you're, if you're ever driving um, <clears throat> along Lake Ontario, yes. uh, go, you know, going into Toronto um, or leaving Toronto, they have a huge park, which has this huge red canoe that sticks yes. out. Well, I like to call it SR's canoe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Betty's wondering if Paul has ever been on a canoe. So I think he. I'm sure. I, I think, think you know that. Is. That's one of the things I used to love as a kid. We when we were uh, younger, my my mom and dad would rent a house at the beach for the summer. And uh, one year, we the house was actually on one of the bays. And that summer, we had a different type of boat every week. One year it was a or we had. Let's see a sunfish, a sailfish, canoe, uh, uh, one of a little boat with an like an out out, you know, like a little motor in the back that maybe went about ten miles mm-hmm. an hour, and uh, it, we we just we had a comet one year, which is a type of uh, sailboat. Oh, nice. Yeah, and uh, that and actually that's when I learned to sail. That's what I learned on a comet. I love it. Although I was only about six years old at the time, but that's neither here nor there. Well, Anna's saying that she wants yeah, the motor fun. on and that she's on. <laughs> Absolutely. And Betty is also noting, hopefully, Paul's been on a canoe Not without, without Allison. Yes. Allison. <laughs> right. So, well, we have yeah, so now arrived fun. at the final section of chapter 10. The day has come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! <laughs> Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Pam, your your musical interludes are quite entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> Handel's Messiah is always quite entertaining. <laughs> yes, actually, I love, I love, I love that piece of music. I've both played it and sung it. So I I played it in the orchestra as, as a violinist, and I sang it as a soprano. Mm-hmm. So super fun. 
super fun choral music. Um, uh, I, 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 ju I just remember blasting it in, in uh, one of the one of the places uh, Jim and I lived in and everybody was knocking on the door. Hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Well, and as Betty notes, it's the last day of Groundhog Day. <laughs> yes. Although I know, chapter, but we are in Mercury. It's been amazing. Retrograde. I mean, it's been a great chapter. So there's a, a lot mm -hmm. packed into this one. There is. Yeah. A list. And so, we. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, thank God. <laughs> thank God. Well, we've gotten to. Uh, I, yes, Shell, same here. I used to be able to sing for a soprano with Handel's Messiah. Um, my emphasis is on used to. Um, yeah, I had been a first soprano at one point. I need to train to get back to that uh, ability for breath control and all that kind of good stuff. Um, super fun, though. Super fun piece of music. Yes. Um, so let's hear a little bit about the news from SR's world, Pam, before we dig into the chapter. Well, there's not mm -hmm. a lot of luck, but it's good. Um and yes, it is Mercury retrograde until Is May it really? Yeah, it started yesterday. Okay, that explains so much. <laughs> it does, it does. So, and as Lars World, he says, I think it's public knowledge that the red carpet premiere of Gabriel's Redemption Part 1 will be held in London, England in June. Uh, Passion Flix is organizing this, so I can't share further details, but I know that they will be inviting signature members. And I know that they're currently running a giveaway of signature memberships over on the Instagram page. Um, he also wanted to mention that owing to Twitter's terms of services changes, he has lost his blue check mark. And I remember fighting with Twitter to get it, get it for him. Uh, but the account is still my official one. And if readers get confused about my official social media, they can always check out my website www.sylvainreynard.com And I'm going to just he, tuck that in the chat. Okay. <laughs> um, just so people remember, if you're ever confused about it, if you're not sure if you're connecting truly with SR, um, just go to SR, yeah. SR's site and sylvainreynard.com. Most definitely. And so, so many people lost that check mark. I mean, E.L. James lost hers. Well, he's, uh, I believe, getting rid of it altogether. Yeah, I guess, that, uh, that which, which bothers me in some respects. I, I saw very little of any news outside of the showroom last week, but um, I saw that come through. And I think Elon decided to banish yeah. them all. So... Uh, to yeah, all who were not paying eight dollars a month, or I think there's a group fee of a thousand dollars. No, no, no. He's like getting that. rid of it all. Like they're they're getting rid of even uh, the eight dollar. That's what I believe. Am I? Am I? Did oh, I see Twitter that blue? wrong? Uh, I don't know. I I just saw that uh, Twitter blue is still there, and that if you pay the money, you can get your check mark. Although he is paying for some. Um, I think LeBron James has his, uh, the Washington Post, I think, has it, and um, uh, Stephen King. Yes. No, I must have misread it then. But I, you know, other than that, I really don't know. I anyway. thought. 
Floor had some tech issues. I know that the, the Mixler apparently updated the uh, mobile chat. Okay, so, so it is not. It is. I know they did the website. I I read he was getting rid of the program altogether. So that is not correct. Yeah, yeah. What I just said was not correct. Is it, he's still he's any, still monetizing the site. So anyway, sorry that was a big aside based mm -hmm. on SR's news. <clears throat> so. <laughs> Shaw said there's many an angry person about the blue check mark and having to pay for it. Oh, but I, I understand, and I understand that. I mean, there, there are issues aside from, you know, verifying the person. There, you know, a lot of the news agencies that put out emergencies, like for, for tornadoes. Right. And stuff, that's part of it. There's... Um, uh, like I know that if I a lot of times like you when like if you have a power outage and and you uh, t uh, tweet to the power company, they'll they'll respond to you at some point about it. Um, I've done that. I did that with British Airways one time because I was having a problem when I was getting my flights together for London last time I was there, and they were very nice. They DM they said please DM us. I DM them and. I got it all straightened out within like five seconds, as opposed to having to call, wait in line, right? You know, well, wait for a reservation not, and stuff. I mean, it's, it's not that you know, if it's established sites that you've had connections with, you should be okay. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> Elena said David Gregory posted yesterday that he had lost his blue check, and quote, and now felt free. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, it's, so. this is going to be very interesting to see how things uh, progress. Yeah, or, yeah. Consider, considering how many Elon Musk chatbots and connections who want to, because I wished May a happy mm -hmm. birthday. Uh, yeah, I think it's like, you know, I think I did 10 of them yesterday. Delete, 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 delete. <laughs> I guess you should delete them. I just ignore them. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I delete them. I and if and if they're really off the wall, I report yeah. them. Yeah. Well, that's so. probably the best thing to do. So mm -hmm. we had a couple um, questions from the last podcast um, that uh, we posed to SR, uh, kind of as a follow up, and um, we wanted to share them with you. Uh, Mm -hmm. about Krista and the Dean. As you recall, last week we were talking about that. Yeah, and, and Professor Singer. And Professor Singer as well. So mm -hmm. the question was, is there a backstory with Krista and Professor Singer? And he said, no backstory between Krista and Professor Singer. But Paul talks about his experience in Gabriel's rapture. Chapter 29. Paul discusses his complaint with Julia. So that, yeah. you know, we were kind of surmising, you know, what exactly was going on with <laughs> him. And there was no, he, he, he clearly uh, determined that there was not a connection between the two. So right. the other backstory was with Kristen yes, Harris. Ahead, uh, there's no backstory between Kristen Dean Harris, with, ex with the exception that she threatened to sue the university. And he thinks that's discussed in Rapture as well. And uh, 
her menace is located throughout the beginning of the book. I noticed that uh, Krista's, you know, with all her backstory as, as to the boyfriends and whatever. And then in chapter 45, she goes through, uh, you know, they go through the fact that she was trying to, um, uh, you know, do whatever with Dean Harris. So. Right. Well, she was threatening. She was very clearly yeah, threatening, she's threatening Sue. Sue. Um, and they really needed to call her bluff, I think. But, you know, that's... So, yeah, I said, I said, and I sent them to him to last, last week, and I, and I was doing some research. I mean, he just basically said they were in Gabriel's mm -hmm. Rapture. And I just went through the and started searching for, you know, the two of them and put that together. So that's how yeah. I found that out. Yep. Anyway. Someone needs to do a fan fiction and make a backstory, LOL, Shell said. <laughs> mm -hmm. Go ahead, Shell. Go for it. Go, go <laughs> Ashley, for it. Exactly. Ashley could start writing that. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, just, you know, I thought that was great that he um, responded to those and kind of clarified where things were with them. Mm -hmm. Um so that kind of gives us a little bit of a grounding as we head into the last part of this chapter. And, you know, Gabriel and Julia and Professor Picton had a lovely dinner and had kind of uh, wrapped up the day after a very, very grueling day at the lecture. Um, there had been a lot of revelations uh, at the pub um, between uh, drinks with Julia and then the dinner with the three of them. Mm -hmm. um, so all agreed that Krista was really just being a troublemaker and Catherine really put her in her place. Um, she did. And I think that's... Krista's always right, the troublemaker. Right, and I maker. think that is the setting as we head into this final part of Chapter 10. And before we dig into that, Betty notes the fact that the boss mentioned a chapter for Paul means he is afraid I will come after him with the receipts. Uh, or the boss <laughs> thought it was important to mention the chapter. <laughs> very true, Betty, yeah. very true. And Shell thanked us for asking him. Um, inquiring minds wanted to know, Shell, well, you were not the... Yes. Only one we were curious to hear about that too. So, this part of the chapter begins in a totally different part of the university in a building some distance away. Professor Giuseppe Pacciani groaned his release and collapsed on Krista's body. He mumbled his perfunctory words, as was his custom, mm -hmm. but rather than welcome his words, she pushed him away and rolled over. Sadly, this was not unusual. She pulled the sheet around her and announced that she needed the room tomorrow night. And Giuseppe cursed and mentioned that this was his room. And she threw it right back at him and said, and I am entertaining tomorrow night, um, which annoyed him, totally annoyed him. Krista reminding him that he always paid for their room. So this was her room. And he left the room to deposit the condom. And when he got back to bed, he pulled her under him. And he asked if she would take another man to his bed when their sheets were still warm. So obviously 
something very different going on in this room uh, on the other side mm -hmm. of the campus. And uh, something that had been going on for some time, apparently, but really it's just kind of the base needs for the professor and Chris's way of getting what she wants. Um, it's, that was her means to an end. So as Shell notes, CFP was overly confident and incautious here. And Anna noted about mm -hmm. the Professor Picton bitch slap. Yes, which had hap happened yeah. earlier that day. That was a good yeah. thing. Anna says, of course she would. She's a slut. <laughs> well, and, and let's be clear. I mean, this is going to be very interesting to see on film. First of all, seeing both of these actors who are sweet, lovely people in real life be these wicked characters I know. Um, is going to be something to see. Also, Christian Vitt is a beautiful man, so it'll be lovely to see him acting in this scene. And I, yeah, and, and he was just, he's just been in a couple of things recently, um, some crossover series, I think, with some British, like, FBI oh, type cool. thing and, and something else, yeah. But uh, yes, uh, he played an ins uh, a detective or an inspector, or whatever they called mm -hmm. him this week. And uh, you so. know, we have more chatter. Um, and Shell says, "I like your plain speaking here, Anna." <laughs> and Anna goes on mm -hmm. a conniving slut. And Elena says, "Can't wait to see how Christian Vitt and Margot play this one out." I agree; it's going to be really, really great. Uh, yeah, scene. it's going to be good. And be Betty's good. wondering if we'll see the scene in the film. I'm thinking we will. I'm hoping we will. We're going to see something. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I'm sorry, Anna. She says it's been a hellish week. There's no filter. Um, that's <laughs> that's okay. all right. That's okay. So we asked SR, how long has Krista and Pacciani been involved? And did they discuss the terms of their arrangement? And there's a lot of chatter in the and in the bo chat box, um, Shell's noting, mm -hmm. I've always seen her as a nasty bit of goods and a whore. And agreed, uh, Flora says, up. cannot wait to see this uh, scene. CFP mm -hmm. and Pacciano Between bring Krista it. and yes. Annie, yeah. So when we asked SR about Krista and Pacciani's backstory, this is what he said. It's implied in the other novels that Pacciani and Krista had been involved some time ago. There is a backstory of this time studying in Florence, see chapter three of Gabriel's Rapture. But the idea was that she had been involved with him when she was a student, but that she hadn't intended to continue being involved with him after she left Florence. She reached out right. to him during Gabriel's Inferno in order to find out more information about Gabriel Julian's trip to Florence. Pacciani knows about her time in Florence, and so that explains their conversation and redemption. I should mention that Christian mm -hmm. Vitt's performance as Pacciani is excellent. Truly villainous. It's beautiful. Oh, I'm so excited to see it. I can't wait. Mm -hmm. I can't wait. Ellie's noting we do know they were involved when he was her professor. And Pacciani and Chris. She was involved with a few right. when she was a right. teacher. Studying there. Um, and Chris, uh, Anna notes, Pachi and Krista are two of the same. Shell saying, I'm all for women being empowered and confident in their sexuality, but not at the expense of others. 
Very that is much true. agree, Shell. And I'm putting the question in there. Very excited about the Christian okay. Vit performance um, note from SR. That's going to be really, really good. And I, I wanted, I was curious, and I'm glad he clarified a little bit. I mean, I remembered they were involved when she was in Florence, but I was curious if mm-hmm. she was continuing uh, touch bases with him since she reached out in Inferno, um, or how mm-hmm. they decide. You know, was it just whenever he was in town, type of thing? So, I appreciate SR getting back to us in that. You know, and as yep. the chapter continues, Krista says, don't judge me. You're married. Who I fuck is none of your mm-hmm. business, is what she said. And he bent down and kissed her. Such a dirty mouth, Christina. She suggested that he liked it when she spoke like that. Oh, man, this is going to be so intense and so wicked. Um, oh, I know. His... Um, Good morning, Brenda. You came at the right part. We're talking about Krista and mm-hmm. Tatiani. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and their relationship, relationship quote unquote. And Ali also noted, don't forget, uh, the priest was involved priest, uh, with yeah. Krista at one point as well. And so he grabbed her and rolled over with her on top and said, see, uh, he did like that dirty mouth. And she wanted to get up as she pulled to get away from his arms, and he would not let her go. And he toyed with her hair. And as she, as SR mentioned in the book, this was part of their arrangement. Maybe he did this so he would not feel as entirely ruthless. Uh, as uh, He would not feel as an entirely ruthless adulterer. Um, she would let him hold her. And she did not know why. She would do this if this was to satisfy himself as it if it was something affectionate um but she would always always resist and then give in no i think that's feigned mm-hmm. affection i i don't think it's i you know i he, he he's actually a, you know he, he really is a um, a man yeah but um you know but i I don't know, maybe it's something he does because he thinks it's expected. I don't know what it is about him, you know, having this moment of coddling. Or maybe he just likes the push and pull between them, and he knows that she she likes to resist that, so he gives he gives it back to her. Um, Betty's noting, I'm sh- Betty said, I'm sure if Paciani was a good lover, I doubt Krista would ever let him go. Um, I don't know that. I, I, cause I feel like I don't she's know. So I don't think so. Um, Shell says, I wanted to see Pacciani and his what, demise yeah. in the Florentine series. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, the, um, what a way to go. Get Ava. Ava. At least yeah. her after giving the fiance info. Um, mm-hmm. yes, that's true. Flora's hoping for the Florentine series too, and Brenda's with us, so it's good to see you, Brenda. Um, and Betty's part that broke my heart for her. And Ellie said, Krista uses all the men in her life, but Pacciana goes too far here. She pushed him, but he abused her as he was angry about her putting him in a bad place and then shoving him aside. They're both assholes, but now he is a rapist. Um, mm-hmm. That was a moment of intimacy, and then all goes to hell, as Betty notes. So... I, at this point, 
Ellie, I don't think this, I think this was consensual. This earlier part was consensual because Krista was there. She got her room out of this, right? Um, yeah, <laughs> Elena's like, spoiler, well, we all know he's not going to be affectionate the next time around. I think we get to see the true Pacciani at that time, that time around. I think yeah. so, too. Secretly, she liked being held, um, and that is what was written by SR. He was surprised to hear from her initially when she contacted him. They were meet to... They were supposed to meet in the Madrid the previous year, but she had never answered. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of chatter, too. Brenda's saying, he's just too old, and he's married and has kids. She's not the first hookup he has had. That's why his fate is set later on, because um, he's not a nice man. And Shell notes, she doesn't deserve what he did, but she is still a hooker. And Betty, did, yes, Betty uh, commented that this is a different night. Yeah, this is their yeah, first night. Different night. So, you know, she's doing what she knows he wants her to do so she can get her way, which is her manipulative. Yeah, it's a totally transactional relationship. Yeah. You know, and I, I mean, the only thing that it, that's not there is the money on the dresser mm -hmm. when, he, you know, when he leaves. <laughs> Exactly. So, you know, I mean, I, you know, I know, I know from her past, she's, she's always wanting gifts, but mm -hmm. she's a slim. Yes, she is. I don't, you, yeah, so. Mm -hmm. Anywho, um, he kind of wondered why she was even there. Was it for mm -hmm. revenge? And she responded, you know, they're both getting what they wanted. I mean, it's. A true F yeah. buddy. Yes. Some immature ears around me. Yes. Um, yes, yes. Well so I think I think the question that you know he his wondering was this for revenge? Is is she going after the Emerson that, that the well, discussion? You know, Krista used him to get info and then to get to this conference. And now she she's used to get into the conference. CFP is a sleaze, but definitely doesn't deserve. Yeah, I'm sorry. I already shared that floor mm -hmm. comment with you. Um, right. If Pacciani looked like Professor Martin, I think Krista would think twice if the hookup was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> and then and it's their own mutual horrors. Oh, maybe John the lawyer. Yeah. Basically, yeah, they affiliate are. They are. Said, and Brenda said she's paying him with her body. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, you know, she's always wanting gifts. But, you know, so they, they were going back and forth, and he responded that, you know, they were both getting what they wanted. He had been playing with her hair and warned her that if she didn't, that she should not want to make an enemy out of Professor Right. Richard. You know, he said that. Uh, which Krista didn't really care about, but she said, Giuseppe said that he asked her if they had not heard of the patronage system. And uh, departments around the world are filled with her former students and how much she's loved. In fact, the chair at her department of Columbia was one of her students. Mm -hmm. So Krista had no idea of that, but felt that she was already angry with her, so what the heck. And then that's when Giuseppe grabs her chin real hard and making him look at her. Yeah. He said, I am responsible for you, and I'm trying to get a position in the U.S., so play nice type right. of thing. Right, right. 
And uh, I mean that, I, and that, that was fine. Was something that she was so cavalier about, like she was like, because it didn't have anything to do with her, right? So she no. didn't care if if Picton was angry with him. Um, well, she's a she's a very selfish mm-hmm. person. Although her way, being so selfish, it, it does surprise me that she wasn't more concerned about Catherine being angry with her because Catherine can tank her career, you know, but yeah. Yeah. But, but I think her backstory, her parents are rather Mm -hmm. wealthy and she's an only child. True. If I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, she, she really didn't, you know, she knew she'd be taken care of one way or the other. And she really didn't care. As Shell says, annoy the Picton at your peril. And Betty says, Absolutely. I know using Pacciani, but the pillow chat, the caresses, it just felt like more intimate. But I do understand that they are both using each other. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Pacciani has now realized he's so, playing with a loose cannon, Anna notes. Absolutely. Flora absolutely. says she knows that sex is men's weakness and plays that card every time. Every Elena time. says, I think her yeah, revenge is overruling everything else around her. And I always wondered what, what, whenever I read this, why she, I mean, this was like going back to a brother of a friend or, and uh, a teacher when she was in high school. And Mm -hmm. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And I I always wondered what motivated her because she seemed to be in a well-loved family. So, which is kind of what Pacciani's wanting too. You know, he's like, who did this to you? And Underwater and Lily underwater Lily is noting something in Chris's mm-hmm. past has made her self-destructive. I think, um, yeah, shell shells noting. I think at this point in her career, um, her career is the last thing on her mind. And Anna's mm-hmm. saying the priest that actually could have been it. Um, Anna, I think, I think it goes a little further back than that, but we you don't know, know. I mean, that was a conquest. Mm-hmm. That was a huge conquest for as far yeah. as she was. Brenda's good. saying she's too blind to see the consequences after her actions, and and then pays later. Shell saying perhaps she thinks she all she's good for is her looks, um, but isn't very smart. So mm-hmm. she might have a little bit of self uh, loathing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Brenda's notes that they're both loose cannons. It's not just her. It's Pacciani. Mm-hmm. As well, from her perspective. They, that they were. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, lots in this chapter. This is just one little part of this chapter. Uh-huh. There's so mm-hmm. much to dig into here. And you know, and she was. She said, you know, she's like, I'm fine. And uh, but she's, you know, she would stop doing what, um, what, what was going on with, uh, um, with him with with Patch or with Picton. Mm-hmm. And she'd behave herself, and but she said, "I still need the room tomorrow yeah. night." Yeah, she's like back to her. Yeah, back mm-hmm. to this is what I want. Now you got to go, mm-hmm. get out. Mm-hmm. Um, so he then uh, asked her as he releases her chin. She's asking, "Who's the man that did this to you?" And she didn't know what she meant. She says, "Was it your papa?" And she uh, she immediately took offense to that. She's like, "No, he was a good. He is a good yeah. man." You know, uh, the ch- in the chat, Anna's noting the priest was her conquest. Um, and mm-hmm. Elena said, remember how she's always expected expensive gifts, starting with her brother's friend. I think mm-hmm. it's all a bit of a game for mm-hmm. her as well. 
Oh, yeah. And Shell says, so she wants to build up her coffers when she looks on the outside. How is she on the inside? Hella ugly. And Betty yep. said, you know, I was curious about this as well. And thinking she's referring to the, the who did this to her, who made her the way she right. was type of thing. You know, and, and it's hard to tell because in her backstory, her, you know, she had a very nice upbringing and a, a decent family. So I don't know. And but she doesn't, and SR didn't go further into it in her backstory. <laughs> so then, um, you know, he's he's like, well, you know, you mentioned he mentioned that you know you've had so many lovers, but you've never had a suitor, and she should be married and having babies. First of all, uh, <laughs> I hate right. that. Number one, I really do, and I I. I I know people that do that now. I'm a young girl that's graduating from college this year whose uh, uncle is constantly, oh, are you in, are you in, I think his name is Matt. You and Matt getting married? Did he give you a ring yet? Oh, yeah. Did he give you ridiculous. a ring yet? Uh, oh, it is ridiculous. But, you know, and I keep telling her, don't, don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> don't listen to <laughs> Anyway. Um, and, and, and Betty's so, actually, Betty was like, I'm sorry, but I might need to read an outtake of the priest for research purposes. Of course. <laughs> and Anna's asking if Chris, uh, Chris, um, if, uh, Krista. Did she defend her, her father too quick, quickly? Which I think is an interesting question. Mm -hmm. And Ali said, she's so narcissistic. She's just a natural manipulator. It's a game. She uses it to get what she wants without shame. But to think she could actually get Gabriel this way was a huge mistake. And Lily's saying, maybe she'll show up in a future book. I kind of want a redemption arc for her, but maybe she's just too far gone mm -hmm. as a villain. I've also, I've often wondered that too, Lily, about if, if there would be a redemption story for her. Um, and Elena, or... Flora's agreeing with Elena, a game that gets her a slutty reputation and an ugly character. Well, well you know, you think about what Lily says about the uh, arc of her. I, I think, you know, once we get past uh, the rape scene, mm -hmm. I th and she kind of slinks away and she even leaves the watch yeah. there, if you remember. Yeah. So, anyhow. But, you know, so Patriani's like, you're always, you know, you're always got to have a gift you know not that he uh gave her any big gifts but you know he thanked her and he's she likes nice gifts and she's worth it it's not a crime to want nice things mm -hmm. and uh you know he calls her tesoura which is treasure which she didn't mm -hmm. like and he's uh looking at her and he suggested that she felt that she was not worth it that's why the gifts Sad, mm -hmm. no? And uh, she didn't want his pity, which he gave her anyway. And she told him he was a mm -hmm. fool. And with that, uh, you know, he, he that's when he said, you know, you sleep with priests and old married men because she was afraid. Afraid of what happens if she's with someone unattached. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that's, I think, <laughs> I think it's valid. She's going after people who will give her things and people she won't get connected and committed to. Mm -hmm. um, Ellie always kind of liked that she didn't, so, Krista didn't get the happily ever after. And Anna says, fans don't mm -hmm. want a Krista redemption. Well, at least I don't. 
And Shell <laughs> said to Sear Waffle about leaving that watch was weird considering what just happened. Well, we'll dig into that in the right. future. Check. Yeah, yeah, we will. Spoiler alerts so, already. We should have said that alerts, earlier yes. about the spoiler alert, but yeah, I think a lot of people. We said it. We yes. Said it. So, yeah, you know, it's interesting about how his comment about her being afraid of being with someone who's unattached. And so mm. it definitely sounds like total commitment issues there. Anna's saying Pacino is hitting the target with his words and assessment. Um, mm-hmm. And Shell doesn't also doesn't want a redemption. Betty does want, I wanted a Krista redemption. Um, yeah, no worries about the spoilers because we've, we've, I think, People generally, most people have read the series. Who listen to the most, podcast? Yeah. yeah. Um, and Elena. Has so you know, she also likes the conquest. Um, I think that's a big part of it. I think that's a competitive thing she has. It's too bad she couldn't put that competition into other areas yeah. of her life. And Betty's saying this is so interesting. Pacciani is directing Krista. Maybe he understood her more than she understood herself. So. Well, even she she was wondering because uh, she's you know she's lying underneath yeah. them and wondering why we, when he became a psychiatrist, mm-hmm. right, right, you know, and don't project on his BS on her, and at least he wasn't screwing around on a wife, right. Back to throwing the jabs, back to the sparring, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, and. Uh, you know, and then he's like, he, you know, he's, he wipes his finger across her mouth and her thumb and says, uh, who was it? Who was it? A man that was coming. And she said um, that he, she said, I didn't say it was mm-hmm. a man. And that kind of got him. And he's like, oh, uh, he's ravenous now. And said, would she share? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pat you, Annie, the horn so dog again, anyway. it just reinforces the just reinforces the whole negative um, kind of the evil intent here, right? You know, as Elena says, a priest other than Gabriel, isn't that the ultimate conquest? And Anna's saying maybe Krista and Paul can come together. They both want one of the... Uh, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Anna's stirring the pot, man. <laughs> she is. Um, and Betty said, I once asked the boss if Krista knew what would happen to her with Pacciani. Um, would she still go after Gabriel? And the boss said something like, Krista was blinded by her obsession with Gabriel to ever see the consequences of her actions. That's a good question, right. Betty. Thanks for sharing that insight. Um, and Flores, <laughs> people are laughing at Anna's comment. Well, Anna, Paul wouldn't touch her with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> you are right about that. That's about the size of an 11-foot either. Oh, my either. gosh. It's too funny. But I think, yes, you know, this obsession, Krista being so focused on that, I think that is one of her really one the the downfall, right? You know, she's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. now she's like obsessed with getting what she can't have. And she is convinced that she could she can find a way to ha- make this happen. Instead mm-hmm. of respecting the boundaries that were set and honoring her words to 
Pacciani about she would stop it um, because he didn't want trouble with Professor Picton. Um, it just shows her, she's kind of so blinded by her obsession that she does not want to, uh, there's no consequences that she thinks about. So... Yeah, I yeah yeah she she'd be a good one on your couch, Anna. <laughs> that is for sure. Oh mm -hmm. my gosh, she could definitely use it. Yes, I she am could. Eager and hopeful that they have the scene, um, just kind of demonstrating how they interact with each other. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I definitely hope they have both of. The, I, I hope they have all the scenes with these two characters because it really does um, round out kind of what Gabriel and Julia are up against, and mm -hmm. also it just establishes really how messed up both of them are, but especially Krista. Absolutely, absolutely. You know. You know, I I don't uh, the as far as I don't think there'll be the rape scene though. I you know. I think it will. They're not going to show it, but I think it will be no, clear. I think I think you'll I get think it'll I, be clear what happened. Angry and shut a door. I could be wrong. Yeah, I think he'll walk in the room, shut the door, and, and be ang be yeah. angry. I think if that I think that would probably be the best yeah. way to show it. And then show her the next morning or at at the end of the her show her in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Um, with her bruises, I exactly. Um, it's still going to be hard to see. Um, and mm -hmm. Betty notes, you know, when I was first reading Inferno, I didn't wonder if perhaps Krista and Paul would end up hooking up. That's interesting. That is interesting. And Shell notes, this is what happens I, when two I, people, two entitled people, clash. Um. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Anna said before, Gabriel had died due to his position as professor student. Now Krista can target Julianne as the reason she can't have Gabriel. And Julianne is out of her league um, regarding Krista. Gabriel and Picton need mm -hmm. to be protective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I don't, personally, I don't think that um, Paul and Krista would have ever hooked up. He didn't like her from the beginning because she was trying to be right. Mrs. Emerson. Yeah, he, he more or less in, in kind Inferno. of was um, finding it fascinating that she's, and, and watching her try to con connive into being uh, the source of Gabriel's affection, I think was more entertainment mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for him. And a little bit of a disgusting True. display. <laughs> and that you know, there's lots of discussion here. Ellie St. Kristen Parr, just to know he never liked her. But he said it would have been interesting to see if Krista would redeem herself through the help of Paul. So Paul could have been her Virgil through being a bad person and transforming into a good person. Enemies to lovers, she noted. That's kind of what she was envisioning. Um, Elena's saying definitely not Paul's type. Um, yeah, Nana's like Paul Lily did see her for what she was lovers, right away. Though. And Betty said, because of force, force proximity. 
Um, mm-hmm. And Anna noted Paul did see her for what she was right away. Yeah, Paul definitely seemed to have that sense of reading people, I think. Um, Brenda says, I don't think so about Paul and Krista. I think Paul, like Gabriel, was able to pick up on the vibes she gave off. Yes. And Betty's, Absolutely. Betty's explaining about, I know Paul would not consider Krista a friend at first, but people change and evolve. Um, and Shell said, you need to want to be redeemed, and she doesn't think she's wrong about anything. Ding, 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 Shell. Absolutely. Brenda said, he saw that she was a brown noser from the beginning. <laughs> laughing. Yeah, I mean... She wanted to be the object of his uh, affection and intention. Uh, Gabriel, you know, she wanted to be the teacher's pet. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Lena's thinking that was a bit of a stretch. Uh, that is one stretch. That one is a mm-hmm. stretch, she said. I think that one is a stretch. Um, that is a stretch. Again, though, it could be an interesting story. It could have been an interesting side mm-hmm. story, yeah. But I... I, I I think it would have been fun to see him go after her and get shot down. Not nothing against Paul for that, but or she go after him and still get shot down. Yeah, that would have been interesting. But Paul, so, she also knew Paul was anyway. the kind of guy who would give her nice things. Um, he's, yeah, he's not like a one night stander. Um, and he's not he's, attracted he's to not her. He's not a one-night sander. Um, mm-hmm. Lily said, that's why I hope for her redemption arc, people change. What a plot twist it would be, but definitely an SR-worthy plot, maybe. Um, True. Yeah, if anyone would write that redemption story, it would be SR, because he really does champion the redemption stories. Um, maybe mm-hmm. in an alternate universe, Betty said. And Brenda said, Betty, I can't <laughs> believe that you're pawning off Paul to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I yes, know, Brenda, yes. and especially Krista. I'm like, wait, we have a Elizabeth in the picture at some point. What? And as Black Lab Lady, as Elena says, 10 years later, CFP on the farm with their four <laughs> kids milking the cows and feeding the chickens. Oh, my gosh, what a picture that painted. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Anna, to answer your question, what would Paul be giving her? <laughs> the farm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Betty says, Gabriel mm-hmm. the vampire, Paul the studge. Sugar would always be the man whore. Sugar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Sugar and his uh, banana hammock. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've all threatened us too much about Krista. OMG, Anna says. Uh-huh. <laughs> Back lady. In stilettos, of course. <laughs> of and course. yes, this was before stilettos came into the picture. Oh my gosh! Well, sure. The Krista would have worn them with the four know, kids. That it's just <laughs> priceless. You can get those things of putting the bottom of the stilettos, which give you a wider berth to put the uh, your so your heel doesn't yes. sink. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Not the banana hammocks, Shell says. Oh my gosh! Well, as always, yeah, poor the man chat room them. makes the podcast. Mm-hmm. And this one was a keeper. Um, I know we are wrapping up. And next week, we'll start digging Mm -hmm. into Chapter 11. Yep. And uh, 
So that'll be good and possibly even chapter 12. I have to look at the... Uh, I was reading further ahead and I was like trying... Because I was trying to figure out where I thought they would stop part one for mm -hmm. the movie. Because when you look at the beginning of the book, that's all the, you know, Florence and... Yeah. Uh, Oxford I, and all that kind I of stuff. I felt so. like it would be between when they were overseas and when they get back. But mm -hmm. I don't know. Who knows? We'll find out. We'll find out in June. <laughs> yes, we will. June what? I don't know yet, but we'll find out in it's June. It's hard to believe. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> Betty said, this is why Paul needs a book. And Brenda says, definitely uh. no bango tango night at the beach. And Betty says, by the way, I found a bar called the Man Bunny Bar. It reminded Man. me of Paul. Where <laughs> where did you find that? That is hilarious. <laughs> is that in the city, in the Bronx, or somewhere <laughs> else? Uh, yeah. And Paul doesn't need a book. I remember. He's told just fine, Brenda thought. <laughs> I, I remember going to a bar in the Bronx that was uh, the ski something or other. So I'm, I'm, I'm was looking this up <laughs> to see if I can find the website. Oh, my gosh. It's too funny. Oh my God! That is there too is a too bar funny. In New York called the Dead Rabbit. <laughs> if you Google Man Bunny, well, bar. the Dead Rabbits were part oh. of. Well, the Dead Rabbits were also part of um, the uh, gangs of the Five Corners of New York back in yes. the 1800s. That was the uh, one of the groups. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, that's what it said, but I didn't realize they had a bar um, named after. And, it. and the Mad Bunny Bar is in Atlantic City. Oh. On the boardwalk uh, in Atlantic City, <clears throat> in London. Uh, oh, London! That would I'm be glad a they're going to London. So fitting that they're going there. Yeah. Of uh, the Mad yeah. Bunny Bar. That's still funny. That's great. And Shell said funny. she's excited for the UK fans. I'm excited for them too, and also the European ones because yeah. I think it will be possible. Some of them will be able to, to get, get there. They're supposed to go to Book Bonanza at the end of June, so maybe beginning to mid-June, question mark? Brenda, that's a possibility. That's interesting. Yeah, because I, I know that Erica uh, E.L. James just uh, released her where she was going to be signing For the books. Mr. Part 2. The Misses. And uh, that's I know she's going to be at Book Bonanza. And Brenda's saying, let's see if I can spring over to the pond. Hoping you can go, Brenda. Hoping you can go. That would be good. That time is not a good time of year for me to to go anywhere. And um, so I don't think I'll be making it to uh, even have a chance of going to the premiere this time. Um, yeah, the only way I'll get there is through uh, winning the lottery. <laughs> I, was I, was, I was checking on flights. I was telling Kenzie this the mm -hmm. other day. I was just for the fun of it. I was checking on flights to London, and the cheapest one I round trip flight that from Philadelphia I saw was a thousand dollars. Yeah, well, it's it's in season. So. That's the high season. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully there'll be some uh, some uh, good options. Uh, it, you never know though, because there also could be some. Uh, competition going on um to get travel dollars so have to see what happens there london sounds so dreamy floor says can't wait to see i hope they live stream it i'm hoping they do that too 
And Anna, have I can't wait. I hope you have a great time watching 91's Last Prom next Saturday on court. 91 for King. Oh, that's so good. Flowers ordered, tux ordered, sparkle shoes and flamingo pattern socks. Ride detailing scheduled, getting real about the senior stuff. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. That's oh, yeah. a big deal for everybody who has seniors in their lives. This gets to be really mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. kind of momentous times between prom and final award ceremonies and graduation. Yeah. Yeah, all that stuff. That'll be good. It'll be, it's, it's exciting for them. I just remember my son's graduation. Now, my son's prom, Patrick's prom was, I think, a week before graduation. They did them like, they, where he went to school, they did them real late mm -hmm. like that. And, uh, I remember, I remember, I think they, uh, they didn't go to, they didn't go to Asbury, but they, a friend of, the, of theirs had a house out in the Hamptons, so they went out there for mm -hmm. a week, or long weekend. But um, two, two of the kids that went to Asbury Park, one of them got arrested, and it was the valedictorian. <laughs> oh, my. Well. And... Um, Mommy and Daddy bailed him out. Yeah. Got him a good lawyer because he was headed to Yale. Oh, so. my gosh. Yeah. Did he learn his lesson, though? Speaking of entitlement. Did he learn his lesson, though? If Mommy and Daddy bailed him out, probably mm. not. Because Mommy and Daddy could bail him out and, and have pretty tough sanctions on their own, you know. I, no, they, they were, going, they were going, going nuclear about the fact that he was even arrested. And what's oh. it going to do to his Harvard career? Oh, well, then maybe I, 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 yeah, they yeah. needed to talk to him <laughs> about not to do certain things. Ha. Well, I think he was, I don't know whether he got caught with a, uh, with marijuana or it was drink. Yeah. I forget which. Anyway, but yeah. But I know that the graduation, Patrick and about four of his friends, <laughs> all they had on was their gowns and sneakers. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Which, yeah. <laughs> which was good because it ended up being held indoors rather than on the field, and because uh, it was raining, oh, so it probably was super and hot. I, I know that it was. It usually, was. it's you so, know anyway. heavy, heavy. Um, <laughs> Betty's asking, "Will Gabriel be invited to the king's coronation?" Good question. <laughs> um, Good question. Air out the bits. It's exactly right. Did he still go to Yale? Yes. And I believe he's an attorney in New York City at this point. Oh, in time. my gosh. <laughs> really, mm -hmm. no reason to ruin a kid's life for a mistake. I agree, Anna. I totally agree. Um, you know, when they're young. No, but there should be consequences. Right, right. Um, and hopefully he learned from his mistake, I guess, is what I was I going for. Well, I would hope so, too. But like I said, his, the way his parents uh, bailed him out for mm -hmm. everything. And uh, i that's what gets me, because there's so many kids that would that have had that happen to them, mm -hmm. and, and their lives have been ruined. Yes, and thank you, Lena. We agree. 
so much fun this morning. You've set the tone for my day. Have a wonderful week, everyone. Yes. Thank yes. you so much. This has been great. A great discussion as always. And um, Pam, Absolutely. what are we uh, heading out for? What are yes. we going out with this morning? Um, oh, Astrid Gilberto and uh, Quiet Nights and mm, Quiet Stars. Lovely. Happy weekend, mm -hmm. everyone. Bye. Bye.